0: most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. This is Michael Savage. Early in the morning, I'm still wearing a bathrobe. Drinking a cup of coffee I'm pondering how the world comes to a halt. There are one billion Christians on the earth. One billion people consider themselves to be Christian to one extent or another. And yet, if you were to pay attention to the vermin in the media. Who represent probably zero zero one percent of the U.S. population in our own country. You would think Christians are bigots and that it's an old fashioned thing that no one pays attention to, that the correct thing to do is to be transgender, a pervert, a demented fool, to hate God, to hate country, to hate family, to hate police, to hate all the institutions that have made this nation great. They are the vermin, the bugs. And yet they control the media. They control the institutions that shape our children's minds. I know this is supposed to be a day of love and peace, and it will be for me. But the truth is that Christian values have shaped our modern world in so many positive ways. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink. North Korea on the brink. You may not know this because of the vermin in the media, whether it be Wolf Blitzer, Anderson Cooper on CNN, or the slicker, smarter con artists on ABC, CBS, and NBC. They're all slick con artists, atheists, agnostics, who mock Jesus, mock Jesus' teaching, mock Jews, mock Christians. That's all they do is mock. They've given nothing to the world but hatred. But if you study history... You'll find that Christian men and women have given the world so much, not only in goodness to others, but in science. Yes, that's right. You can be a scientist and you can be a devout Christian. You can be a devout Orthodox Jew. But we're talking about Christians today, only, only Christianity. Medicine, philanthropy, human rights, all of the pillars of modern society we're not talking about your grandfather alone. Christianity transformed the world. You may not know it, but Christians offended the sanctity of life all the way back in 350 AD. The sanctity of life. Think about how worthless life has become because of the atheists in the media, the vermin in Hollywood, the scum of the earth. You think Harvey Weinstein was all of the evil in Hollywood? The evil in Hollywood has not left. They are the ones who have poisoned the world, along with their friends in the news business, the interlocking corporate directorship of Hollywood and the news business now one. Look at News Corporation. Look at what the Murdoch family controls in terms of publishing companies, movie companies, newspapers, websites, television shows. What have they given the world? Dissension and anger. The sanctity of life. I remember when I was a kid, I used to hear that the reason the United States troops were the best in the world is because the American troops respected human life. While the Japanese at the time, who were atheists, um had no respect for life Meant nothing. In other words, they would sacrifice their own lives and the lives of others because life meant nothing to them. And I thought about it, look what we become today. You've got young girls trained to be <laughs> in the time they're children by the vermin who run the educational establishment and Hollywood and the publishing business. Who look upon a life being born in their own womb as something like a cancer to be cut out and discarded. Think about that. Not the sanctity of that life within their body, but that it's, a, it's an anomaly, a waste, garbage to be thrown down a drain. Think about that. Who put that in the minds of the children? And look what they've done to our boys. And when I say they, you know who they are. I don't have to spell them out. Just turn on any, any television show any day. You'll see who they are. Did you know that the Great Magna Carta many of you know if you're older what a Magna the Magna Carta was The Magna Carta was based on the biblical views of some of England's medieval kings The Magna Carta was the basis for our US Constitution and Bill of Rights It all goes back to religion I mean I could say that if you want to study Christianity you have to go back to Judaism which you do because Judaism was the is the father of all monotheistic religions whether it be Christianity, or Islam. Judaism was the first of the monotheistic religions, which is very important to understand. I'm not here to proselytize one way or the other. Never forget that one billion people come to a standstill today to worship God and remember the teachings of Jesus. I'm resonating as I say that to you, to worship God and remember the teachings of Jesus. If it's only one minute of one day in one year people come to a standstill today there's a reason for it despite all of the efforts of all the king's horses and all the king's men to mock the church to mock priests one billion people come to a hall today to worship the teachings of jesus even if it's just a tiny bit of something that they remember from their childhood They remember it. How do we grow this tiny bit of something into an avalanche of understanding? I don't have an answer to that. I only have an answer to this. We live in a critical society that teaches you every day because of the deviants, the perverts, the anti-family degenerates. They teach you that Christianity is an intolerant religion that Christianity does not respect human rights and that Christianity is something old to be thrown in the trash heap of history. That is 100% wrong. The Bible itself is the foundation of the United States of America. Do I have time to go through every book I've written, my library of books, and try to tell you where we are today? We're in very dangerous times, and we have such a cynical, evil tyrant in the White House. I'll try to avoid politics as best I can today, but he is the definition of a tyrant. Joseph Biden is, by definition, a tyrant. Christ still moves one billion people, despite the relentless assault by the communist left. Now, I could end it there, and perhaps I should to protect myself, but there is so much in the world that needs to be discussed. The world is at war, it's a tinderbox that could explode any moment because of the tyrant in the White House. Not only is he a tyrant, but a greedy tyrant that that Savage, the Savage Nation, it's Savage On Demand. I have said for well over two years between this Ukraine-Russia war, forget that Russia started it, if you want to put it that way, but that means you know nothing about the history of the area, you know nothing about John McCain and Virginia Newland going over there in 2013 to cause a revolution in Ukraine when they were at peace with Russia, and they try to cause the same revolution in Egypt, by the way, McCain that along with Newland went there to try to cause a revolution in Egypt, but they didn't succeed, they succeeded in Ukraine, and now we have this war. What would the United States do if Mexico put nuclear weapons on the border facing Texas, Arizona, and California? Well, that's what Russia is doing, you idiots, you. So what I say the savage plan to save America begins with ending the war in Ukraine immediately. Truce now, peace now. We hear about what we see of these rioting Palestinians, where they all come from, where the scarves come from, who made them overnight in the signs. And the fat deviant lesbians running around with them screaming free Palestine when they throw them off roofs in Palestine. Do you understand that liberalism is a mental disorder? Do you understand how sick these people really are? It has to start with ending the war in Ukraine before this. See, war brings more war. Peace brings more peace. Hatred brings more hatred. Love brings more love. End the war in Ukraine. That's the number one thing to save America and the world. Number two, get all the homeless off our streets in America. Round them up and put them in war camps 150 miles outside of the cities and save and reclaim the cities for the taxpaying citizens. Save America. Forcibly remove the homeless from the streets. Put the military on our southern border immediately. Tanks, fixed bayonets, razor wire. Deport all illegal aliens, whether it's 5 million or 10 million, as long as it takes. We heard Biden say that they'll fund Ukraine as long as it takes. I say, fund the uh, necessary apparatus of this government to deport every illegal alien in this nation as long as it takes. If they came here, they could be sent back where they came from. End welfare for all able bodied people, all off welfare. Defund all public defenders' offices. I'll have more to say about that in a moment. Yes, the public defender is not your friend. The public defender is the vermin of the legal system. I'll tell you a story from San Francisco that will make you, your blood boil. Defund NPR, National Public Radio, and Public Television. It's all communist anti-family propaganda around the clock. Oh, once in a while around fundraising time, they bring out Guy Lombardo or uh, some other white guy you ever see what they do those cynical perverted bums around the uh, time they're raising money the only people who give them money are the people who are still you know listening to that stuff suddenly they play Bing Crosby and they ask you to send them money so they can continue their anti-family anti-children agenda those degenerate scum those are just the beginning of my ideas to save America I know this is supposed to be about Christianity But you know what i've said so far about the communist left my accusations aren't they painfully close to the truth if not the truth itself you know i was reading last night hemingway one of my favorite authors he he shaped me in many ways when i was young but yeah i know he shot himself with a shotgun it didn't take his life away he was a very depressed man he was an alcoholic his father had killed himself This depression and suicide seems to run in families, by the way. It's very sad, depression. Depression is a disease, a very serious disease. Hemingway, in his great book, A Farewell to Arms, wrote, listen to this very carefully, please. The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places. But those that will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. If you are none of these, you can be sure it will kill you, too. There will, but there will be no special hurry. End quote. Ernest Hemingway, farewell to arms. What does that mean? The world breaks everyone. I want you to think about that one. Now, he wrote about that after witnessing firsthand the horrors of World War One. The world breaks everyone. He saw death and destruction everywhere he turned. We don't see death and destruction. We see the death of our cities. We see the death of our civilization. We see the death of religion in America. We see the death of the innocence of our boys and girls at the hands of the degenerate vermin in the educational establishment, how they have worked their way in. You know, you go back to religion. I noticed this 40 years ago, the divinity schools in America. They used to be divinity schools where they taught comparative religion, the basis of Christianity, of Judaism, of uh, Islam, of Buddhism. And slowly but surely, the deviants, they're very smart, the deviants. Never forget who they are, how smart they are. They run Hollywood, they run the news business. And believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I have paid dearly. 27 years in radio, I was boycotted every day of my life because of them. They control the ad agencies. They took over the divinity schools little by little by little. So you go in a divinity school today, the Harvard School of Divinity. It's almost a hundred percent deviant. It may as well be a bathhouse. Just like what you saw in the U.S. Congress that they hushed up quickly under Joe Biden. You saw You, you didn't see that didn't make it to the news? Gay sex on a desk in the U.S. Senate, filmed on video, on the desk where they interviewed potential Supreme Court justices. If you think we're not living in times lower than ancient Rome, then you don't know history. We are lower than ancient Rome right now under Joseph Biden. He is such a tyrant and so evil at his core in his greed for power that he never says anything that is uplifting to the people. It's always attacking Donald Trump or attacking uh, white supremacists. The same tune over and over again. Everything a tyrant does is evil. Nothing is uplifting. Nothing is inspirational. Nothing leads the people upward. Everything drives the people downward from this administration. Will the world break you? It will break you. It'll kill all of us. Hemingway was right. So if life breaks everyone, what's the point of struggling? You can ask yourself that question. What's the point of struggling? Well, I have my answer for that too. I watch birds every day. I learn a lot from nature. Many of you have pets and you learn about nature through your dog or your cat or your canary. I like to watch seabirds. Every day I watch flocks of pelicans fly by. And I look at these pelicans the beauty, the dignity, the order of their lives and how they work every minute of their lives for their daily bread. And I compare it to the vermin, the bums who lay around in my country and never work a day in their life and collect a welfare check. I just can't believe what the society has entitled them to a paycheck for laying around smoking crack or blowing marijuana down their throats or getting drunk every night and doing nothing for society. I wouldn't give them 10 cents. I'd let them starve in the streets. That would be the best thing that could be done for these bums. The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places, whatever that means. You know, many years ago, I did a podcast, I remember, with a Jewish gangster. I can't recall his name. He had been in jail for 15 years for homicide. He went all the way back to Meyer I forget the guy's name. I have to look it up. It's in my library of podcasts. Savage Interviews a Jewish Gangster. He was a killer. And he said he, it was only when he broke in prison that he found God. It's interesting. When I saw this, the world breaks everyone. And afterward, many are stronger the broken places. That's what Hemingway meant. Here was a man as hard as nails, a murderer. Whether he was good or evil, I don't know. He could be hard and a murderer and still good. And you could be soft and good and still bad. The world breaks everyone and afterward many are strong at the broken places. If you've had a disease that you have recovered from, you know what I'm talking about. Have you been broken by a disease that brought you back in another way to face life again? Like the pelicans that fly every day looking for fish. You still get up, don't you? You don't give up. You get up every morning, you clean yourself. Hopefully you say, thank God I'm alive. That's a form of prayer. You recognize the power, the power, the power. Tune into that power. I can talk about that. Tune in the chakras. If you want to go into the Asian form of healing, the head chakra, all the way down to the tail chakra. I've studied Eastern religion, Western religion. I've studied mysticism. I've studied Judaism. I've studied Christianity. I've studied Buddhism. And I myself, every day like the pelican, get up and I fly because I have no choice. Otherwise, you could just lie in bed and die. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Just remember, you could just lie in bed and die, or you can get up and fly like the pelican. We don't have to look for the fish anymore, do we, like the pelican? Have you ever watched a flock of pelicans, the genius of these animals, how they fly in formation? And the most astounding thing is how they keep shifting the point. One bird flies to the front, and then that bird goes to the middle or the back, and then the next bird takes the front, the point. Why? Now, I have read that the reason they do it is because the bird in front encounters the most wind resistance, and the bird behind that front bird and behind the other birds have less wind resistance to overcome, meaning they have to exert less energy. And so they shift to point. So they all have an equal amount of energy to share and to preserve. That's one theory, and it probably makes sense. But I, as an observer of animals all of my life, have a different theory. The reason they shift point is so that if any one of them dies, any one of them can lead. And look what we do in this country. We put all our leadership in the hands of one senile fool, after another how could this be possible a nation of 300 million people can only find one man who's such a genius that only he can make decisions that are good for all of us and good for the world joseph biden now our fate is in the hands of this this thing this hack this lifetime politician who has never created a business never ever written a book of his own Never given the world an invention, a creation. He's the head of the flock. He's flying ahead of the flock. He's leading us. It goes for any other leader. We have such an antiquated notion of, the, of what a nation should be and how it should be led. But I'm 100 years ahead of us right now. And I'll bring it right back to Jesus. Jesus was the point man. mankind maybe you never heard that before because i didn't hear it before either but i start with an idea and i go to a metaphor and i come back to where i was jesus is the point man for western civilization it doesn't mean you have to convert to christianity i am jewish i was born jewish and i will die jewish that's my religion why that's who i am i don't need to convert it's not necessary and you don't need to convert anybody either. So please stop. If you're starting, I'm going I'm to block you on this. If you're starting with telling me to convert stuff, stop it. I won't buy it. That is the least Christian thing you can do is to keep trying to proselytize and convert people. Don't do it. Leave people alone. Don't bother them. If you believe so much, you don't have to convert others. You hear what I just said? If you're such a strong believer in what you believe in, it's not necessary for you to go out and convert others. That means you're a weak person, it means you don't really believe in it. You're trying to tell others to believe what you don't really believe. Maybe I'll end with a prayer. I think I've spoken enough. I think I'll get a prayer book and close with a morning prayer. Actually, before I do the morning prayer, I have to show you a few different books. First, I would be remiss. If I didn't say to you, a Savage Republic, this is an important book, my most important book. There will be no other nonfiction books. Can I promise you that? Probably to a 99th percentile, this is it. If there is ever another book which is highly unlikely, it will be fiction or stories, but it won't be this. This is a sum total of everything that I have tried to say in all of my other books. Who is it dedicated to? Dedicated to all the military heroes who sacrificed for our freedoms. That's all I have to say. Here's another important book. Have you read it? I doubt it. Don't buy it. It's only a thousand pages. Read it in the bathroom. In between looking at Instagram on your phone. See what Spengler had to say. The Decline of the West, when he wrote it in, in 1918. I did a whole podcast on this, The Decline of the West. It's an astounding book in so many ways, what he has to say about Christianity, Judaism. Or maybe I'll do a podcast on that another day. Right now, I don't want to do it. It's unnecessary. Maybe I can find the Christianity thing that I was looking for in here before I go to the prayer of the day. He does write about uh, the decline of the West going all the way back. It goes back to Homer, the destruction of Athens by the Persians. Those are your... Those are your Islamic friends. They weren't Islamic then. They were just uh, Iranians, Persians. He writes about the Hellenistic period. Petrarch and he goes into viewing the distant past. Amongst the Western people peoples, it was the Germans who discovered the mechanical clock. The Dread Symbol of the Flow of Time. What beautiful writing. Well, I'm going to save this for another time. Just remember, we of Western culture, we have an exceptional role to play in the survival of this world. We of Western civilization. We are living through a possible end to civilization on Earth as we know it. It started about 50 years ago with the radical lesbian feminists screaming, hey, ho, 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 Weston Sivers got to go. Bella Obzug, that fat fishmonger. She should have worked in Katz's Delicatessen, rendering fat in the basement. Instead, she was elevated by the deviants. All of these lesbian feminists who hated their fathers and hated men. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Weston has got to go. Then Jesse Jackson picked up the chant. I've been around long enough to remember the, you know, I know the whole history of a lot of this stuff. I don't have to read it in a book. I was outside the UN when Martin Luther King Jr. spoke. I saw greatness. I heard greatness. I resonated with his voice. I heard him. I heard that man's power. Oh, I know all of the scandals, the communists, this, and the running around with women. Well, if you're perfect, then cast the first stone. But he gave the world... A great message, Martin Luther King Jr. And he touched me. I go all the way back to that day I saw him live. So we have a great, great, great uh, challenge, those of us who uphold Western civilization. I have done my share. I've tried my best. I've written so many good books. And there's so much good information in so many of them. When you say I'm speaking in the past tense, is it over? I don't really know when it's over. Do you know when your life is over? Savage. Home of borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. Will I be influential? In time to come? Am I the 13th gate? Am I part of the 13th gate? Found this old copy of National Geographic and bought it. I never even opened it. 50 most influential figures of the Bible. I mean to read it one day when I'm an old man, but I'm not there yet. (laughs) Found another beautiful old National Geographic. Graham, a student of Native American history, I wrote Earth Medicine, Earth Foods in 1972. Before you were mocking uh, Western world and your betters, I studied Native American tribes for years. I became so enamored of the genius of the indigenous people of uh, the Americas. The show on TV called Naked and Afraid. Have you ever seen it on Nat Geo? And you see people, i know they're all doing it for a buck or whatever, they go out and are in the wilderness naked with one tool and they try to survive in these harsher climates, no shoes. Uh, I never saw anything like it, but desperate for attention and money. But do you realize how hard it is? When you think about Native American people, just for a minute, just think about this continent ten thousand years ago. Let's say they emigrated across the Aleutian Islands when there was a landmass connecting to Asia, and they arrived. How did they survive in these harsh climates? How did it, how did the Aleuts, known as the Eskimos to you, survive in the ice? What was their material culture that they could build a house out of a, an igloo out of ice? How did they figure that out? How did they fish without a gun, without a fishing rod? And on top of a material culture, they developed art and poetry and song in the midst of all of this emptiness. After they had the basic necessities, they created beauty. Think about that. And now we have the idiots walking around the street. You ever see the morons walking the street? More, I feel bad for them. Children walking like this, idiots, they couldn't invent anything. They can't hardly talk. They can't communicate. That's the whole means of communication is the vermin who run Apple. Whatever the vermin who run these corporations want to go into the heads of our children, go in their heads. So a boy thinks he's a girl, a girl thinks she's a boy, and they think that that's the civilized uh, way because the deviants have taken over everything in our society. Uh, Is there a solution to that too? Of course there is, but I can't say it on this particular broadcast. I have the solution to everything. I could save the world. You gave me the power. I could save this world in six months. So let me now read a prayer from my oversized oversized prayer book given to me by my local rabbi because he knows I like big books. So I, I did one once, And it's we live to praise God. This goes back to Jesus, Christianity. Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. Never forget that. So he was, Jesus was brought up reading these prayers. Never forget that either. If you're a devout Christian and you're an educated man or woman, you know that. I don't have to tell you that. All educated Christians know that Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. He read these prayers. He read them in Hebrew. That was the language of the land at the time. You read, read them in hebrew the strange language look at the strange language a psalm a song of dedication of the house by david i exalt you lord for you have uplifted me and did not allow my enemies to rejoice over me lord my god i cried out to you and you healed me you ever try to yell out to god while you're dying or sick you pray to god on your way into an operating room i did the doctor thought i was mumbling I was praying. You didn't know it. I mean, the doctors are geniuses at science, but they they don't understand that man has a spirit as well. And the spirit needs to be fed through prayer. I cried out to you and you healed me, Lord. You have brought up my soul from show. You have kept me alive that I should not descend to the pit. Sing to the Lord, you his pious ones and praise his holy name for his wrath endures. But for a moment. When he is conciliated, there is long life. When one retires at night weeping, joy will come in the morning. That's a beautiful line. In my security, I thought I shall never falter. How many of you thought you will never falter? When you were young and strong, you thought you would never weaken. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain stand strong. When you concealed your countenance, I was alarmed. I called to you, O Lord... And I made supplication to the Lord. Now listen to this line. What profit is there in my death, in my going down to the grave? Can dust praise you? Can it proclaim your truth? Lord, hear and be gracious to me. Lord, be a help to me. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosened the cords of my sackcloth and girded me with joy. Therefore, my soul shall sing to you and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. What profit is there in my death, in my going down to the grave? Can dust praise you? Can it proclaim your truth? This prayer written by David, that would be King David, is a prayer to God not to take him, but to let him live so he can continue to worship God. Do you understand? Yes, I know Jesus spoke Aramaic. There are metaphors and there are metaphors within metaphors. Am I the 13th gate? Who am I? Am I a part of the 13th gate? Am I the 13th gate himself? Am I your 13th gate to heaven and to God? Am I the 13th gate through which your prayers can ascend to God? Am I the 13th gate through which your ignorance can become knowledge? What do I mean by the 13th gate? I'll have to explain this mystical idea at another time. Today is a day of discussing the beauty and power of Christianity. Savage. Michael Savage. A host like no other. A savage republic inside the plot to destroy America lays out the threats we face, prepare you for what's next and offer solutions to save our republic. Please wake up and fight back before it is too late. You can buy it right now on Amazon or on BarnesandNoble.com. A Savage Republic, Inside the Plot to Destroy America, by Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Share it with five others. And so I've given you what I want to give you, what God wanted me to give you. I've given you, I think... A very beautiful prayer, sermon, call it a sermon. If we were in a church, a huge assemblage of people, 10,000, 20,000 people in a stadium, this would have been a sermon ranging all the way from religion to philosophy to Ernest Hemingway's writings, The World Breaks Everyone, to my concluding with, a morning prayer from the Jewish prayer book. We touched upon The Decline of the West by Spengler. We touched upon A Savage Republic by Michael Savage. But mostly I wanna leave you again with one idea and that's this idea. The entire world comes to a halt today. Remember the teachings of Jesus today, no matter what your religion may be. He was a great prophet. This Jewish rabbi was a great prophet the Messiah to a billion people, but still a great prophet. Or and a great prophet, not still a, but and a great prophet to all people. Take great pride in your religion. And don't let the atheists wear you down. illegitimize non don't left. Don't let the left mock your religion ever. Stand up to them. Do you have to punch them in the nose? Walk away from them but don't engage with them because you cannot convert a fool. You can never convert a deviant. The deviants are sold on their deviancy. Just as a drug addict is sold on his drugs. You can never, you try to get a drug addict off heroin by talking to them. Try to get an alcoholic off alcohol by talking to them. You can't do it. It's the same thing with those who mock Jesus. You can't stop them from mocking you. That's their nature. Their nature is perverted, lost, Just remember, you can believe even if all those around you don't believe. Did you hear what I just said? You don't have to say, am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, Is there something wrong with me that I still believe in Jesus? You don't have to think that way. Think of all the martyrs who came before you, whether they were thrown to the lions by the Romans, or think of the priests who were burned with the Jews by Adolf Hitler and his National Socialist Party because they wouldn't knuckle under. Or think of what the communists did to the Christians in Russia, the Bolsheviks. Did you know they killed priests? They burned churches? You may not know that because of the liars in the media would have you believe that uh, no such things were done. Churches were burned by the Bolsheviks in Russia. Priests were killed by the thousands by the Bolsheviks in Russia because they wanted to replace Christianity with a state religion called communism where you worship the state, like Yosef Biden. Yosef Biden, the mad tyrant, who gets away with his big chin Gigante act. One day he's senile in the bathroom, the next day he's sharp as attacked. How, how How does that work? The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places. But those that will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. If you are none of these, you can be sure it will kill you too. There will be but there will be no special hurry, said Ernest Hemingway in a farewell to arms because he had seen the horrible deaths of the millions of men for no reason in World War One. Just as I'm watching the deaths of young Ukrainian men, young Russian men, because of the greed of world powers that have instigated this war. And they wanted to go on so they continue to make weapons and sell weapons. That's all. They don't care about anything else making and selling of weapons. How many more men have to die until finally the world stops this madness? I have a lot more to say, and I can still feel it within myself to say more, but there's a time and a place to say things, and I have said my piece today. It's a beautiful day here in Northern California. I don't have to go over the bridge to see the filth and the vermin, what they've done to this beautiful city that I moved here for. I didn't move here for the pelicans. I moved here because of the beauty of San Francisco. At the time, it was the most beautiful city on earth. I had traveled some by the time I got here. It was the most perfect small city on the planet. And look what liberalism has done to this city. Take a look at what ultra-tolerance has done to this city and what it's doing to this nation. And then come to your own conclusions. I guess I'll leave you with one thought. Even if you are mocked, for believing in Jesus, accept those who mock you but walk away from them. Don't spend any time trying to have them accept your belief. They'll mock you even more. Don't try to convince them. Don't bother, just have your own faith. Just have your own faith and know that you too can be like that pelican I described earlier. You, you could be the leader of that flock of people who you talk to by not teaching them anything you can lead them through your actions peace unto the world thank you for listening god bless america and may god save us from the scourges of joseph biden and his gang of illegitimized well thank you very much for listening to today's podcast i hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it